What's going on, family? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you've had a great week, and I hope your Tuesday was fantastic. Yeah, it's, golly, these days are absolutely flying by. And believe it or not, it's the last day of September. Pretty crazy, to say the least. So, hope you guys are doing well. I uh, hope you had a great day, like I said yesterday. Thanks for all of you who continue to support all that's going on with uh, The Faction. You can do that, of course, via social media, at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks to everyone who also checks us out via podcast. If you're subscribed and you're listening to us now, a big thank you. We absolutely appreciate it. Listen, doing this podcast certainly is a labor of love and something we love doing. But it's not the same if you're not listening. So thank you so much for your choice to listen to us, to pay attention to us. And do me a favor, share what we're doing with your friends and family and fellow wrestling fans as well. We would absolutely appreciate it. So with that said, it's time to jump into some wrestling news. As we promised you yesterday, we've got your ratings from Monday night's edition of Monday Night Raw. Congratulations to Monday Night Raw as they saw an uptick in viewership, pulling in 1.822 million viewers, which is a pretty big deal. That's up from last week's 1.667 million viewers. So they added uh, close to 150,000, a little over 150,000 viewers, which is a big deal. Of course, it is the Post show for Clash of Champions, and uh, it had some tough competition with Monday Night Football. I think Monday Night Raw is doing fairly well, all things considered. The challenge of Monday Night Football is very real and cannot be ignored. There are those who thought that perhaps this episode would create a new record low for Monday Night Raw, as the record low for viewership took place on July the 13th with 1.561 million viewers, but know people found interest in what was going on in Monday Night Raw. Now, I wonder if it was a few things, right? So they had, of course, the return of Robert Roode, uh, which was uh, very interesting in a title match against Drew McIntyre. We saw a rematch from Clash of Champions, Asuka versus Zelina Vega, uh, Kevin Owens against Aleister Black. We saw Keith Lee against Andrade. Uh, we saw several legends show up as a result of what happened at Clash of Champions with Randy Orton. Um, we saw the whole thing with Rey Mysterio and his family. But one thing we didn't see a lot of was Retribution. If you remember the week before, Retribution kicked off the show. A big deal was made about Retribution. Um, Of course, we talked about Retribution all through the show on Raw. And uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy to see just how much attention was paid to Retribution. And then, of course, there was a lot of backlash on social media when you heard their names, when you saw just, it just was bad. And I wonder if WWE is actually responding to it, considering that they went from starting and ending the show to, well, pretty much nothing. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Monday Night Raw. I don't know, but uh, it's definitely looking interesting. And what'll happen with Retribution? 
Who knows? I guess we'll have to tune in next week to find out. But one thing we did find out is that the WWE draft is set to return. The draft will begin on SmackDown on Friday, October the 9th, and will continue to Monday Night Raw on October the 12th. So there's a couple of things we just need to go ahead and talk about. First and foremost, we are creeping up on the one-year anniversary of SmackDown's move to Fox. If you remember last year, this was a monstrous week. Let's consider it. In a seven-day period, we had the debut of AEW on TNT. We had SmackDown's debut on Fox. Then we had the relaunch of the NWA with NWA Power on YouTube. Well, things are a little bit different right now. Of course, the NWA, they now have a new show on uh, Fight TV, partnering with the United Wrestling Network. It's called Primetime Live. And speaking of that, congratulations to Trevor Murdoch, who last night won the NWA National Heavyweight Championship, defeating Aaron Stevens. Again, you can check that out on Fight TV. Um, AEW continues to push very strong. Of course, they have been uh, extended for two more seasons with TNT. WWE on SmackDown uh, on Fox has undergone a few changes or so. One of them being, of course, the ratings looking significantly different. You could argue that perhaps the pandemic is responsible, though they did have some ratings challenges pre-pandemic. But one thing that also happened in the second week of SmackDown on Fox was the start of the WWE draft. So what will the draft look like? Will it uh, feature some of the things that happened last year? If you remember last year, uh, there were these uh, alleged executives from Fox and USA who were making the draft picks. I don't know that that went over all that well. Um, and I don't know that it will go over well this week if they try it. There are still no figureheads on Raw or SmackDown to actually make these particular choices. So I don't know what that draft is going to look like. And in my continuing issues with WWE and continuity, why is it that the draft is in roughly a week and a half, but we already have people switching brands? So, for instance, we saw this past Monday, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke make their debut on Monday Night Raw. And then we found out that this coming Friday, we've got Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafir and Chelsea Green making an appearance on SmackDown. All three of them are coming from NXT. So to me, it's a lot of confusion. Why would you have people swapping brands ahead of the draft that makes no sense and quite frankly i think it takes away from the intrigue of the draft can you imagine how much cooler it would have been for these three nxt names to be added to smackdown during the draft it adds something so i don't know why people are swapping brands or being moved to brands Prior to the draft, I don't know what the draft is going to mean. I don't even know if it makes any sense, quite frankly. Um, but this is the state of things right now with WWE. I'm curious to see, uh, are you vested in this WWE draft that's coming? And if so, I'm very curious to see who you want to see where. Like, is there a particular person that you think might fare better on SmackDown versus Raw. And my understanding also is that NXT is not involved in this draft, which, again, doesn't make sense to me because, again, if you're looking at 
NXT as a third brand that is equal to Raw and SmackDown, it would just make sense then that they would end up as part of the draft. So it's all kind of weird, but we'll find out a week from this Friday what the draft is going to look like. So The Rock has been in the news, and he's been in the news for a couple of reasons. Earlier this week, The Rock did something that he has never done before. He endorsed a presidential candidate, and for the first time, he announced that as he publicly endorsed Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Now, we don't talk a whole lot of politics, but it is certainly big news as he is the uh, obviously one of the biggest stars in all of Hollywood, still has a lot of wrestling credential and clout to him. And so uh, there has been some backlash for The Rock because of that decision. But hey, let's face it, you are absolutely entitled to your opinion. And I am happy that The Rock made that particular choice especially after last night's debate. But that's another story. But in terms of pro wrestling, this could be as big, if not a bigger story. And that is The Rock, and I can't even believe I'm going to say this, has committed to show up on Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. Yes, you heard me right. The Rock is going to show up on Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. Now, Bound for Glory for Impact Wrestling is the equivalent to their WrestleMania. Now, what is gonna really happen with this? Well, here's how it went down. Ken Shamrock, former WWE Intercontinental Champion, former MMA and UFC star, is a part of Impact Wrestling, and he's going to be inducted into their Hall of Fame. So he went to Twitter, and he asked if The Rock would induct him into the Hall of Fame. The Rock agreed, but as part of his agreement, The Rock said he would do like a video intro and send it in. Now, what I don't know is what kind of clearance is needed or can The Rock just show up wherever he wants? Is he still signed to to just only appear in WWE? There's a lot of questions. And does a video situation even matter? Now, here's one thing you should know. It would not be the first time that the WWE and Impact Wrestling have worked together specifically around Hall of Fame. If you'll remember, the second time that Ric Flair was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, which happened, I think, about 10 years ago or so, uh, when it happened, He was a part of Impact Wrestling, and he was being inducted for the second time, this time with the Four Horsemen. Well, WWE made an agreement with Impact Wrestling, a quick trade that they would do to allow Ric Flair to come to WWE to be inducted into the Hall of Fame while they traded off Christian as Christian Cage to be inducted into Impact's Hall of Fame. So it's not the first time that they've worked together. We've certainly seen more of a working relationship as uh, the names, both TNA and Impact, have been mentioned on WWE programming. WWE has access to their library and will showcase some of those things during documentaries and specials. So it's not horrifically far-fetched for WWE and Impact Wrestling to work together, but you just wouldn't imagine with this level of a superstar as The Rock. So again, it's a video appearance from The Rock. It is not The Rock in ring. It is not The Rock live, but it is still significant that The Rock would show up on an Impact pay-per-view. 
Now, he's also been a big fan of AEW, so who knows where The Rock could end up. I know this, a lot of us want to make sure that The Rock ends up perhaps at WrestleMania fighting a certain tribal chief, perhaps for the Universal Championship or even bigger, who's the top dog in the bloodline. Yeah, I think that could happen. It's possible. Will there be an audience? Will it still happen at the SoFi Stadium in L.A.? Lots of questions. We don't have all the answers to that, but it's certainly fun to talk about it as under normal circumstances, we'd be getting close to WrestleMania tickets going on sale as we're entering the month of October and November. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of that. I want to get your thoughts on The Rock showing up on Impact Wrestling. I want to get your thoughts on uh, WWE and the draft and uh, the continuity there. Is it okay for superstars to switch brands before the draft or am I just being picky and petty? I don't know. Also want to remind you that this Friday night is a two-year anniversary for Southern Honor Wrestling as SHW presents Still Here Too. Definitely you want to make your way here to the Atlanta area to check it out. Tickets will be available at the door and they go on sale at 5 p.m. Eastern. Doors open at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be crazy as the SHW champion Corey Hollis defends against Joe Black. One time only, one shot deal. It's going to be crazy to see. And WWE Hall of Famers, the Rock and Roll Express, get their first opportunity at the SHW Tag Team Championship. Now, let's remember that earlier this year, the Rock and Roll Express won the NWA Tag Team Championship. So it's not far-fetched to see them come in and win our tag team titles. Anyway, you'll want to check it out, certainly live uh, at the Action Building this Friday night. And if you don't get the opportunity to do that, you can check it out on IWTV next week. So be on the lookout for that. Again, you can subscribe there at independentwrestling.tv. Use SHW as your promo code and you'll get the first five days for free. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Definitely looking forward to this week. And I might have something special cooking up for you my brain is working so hopefully you guys will get the benefit of that until next time to man gb gerard bonner representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman john murray collectively we're known as the faction I